Welcome to Only Today, a Gathering Mana podcast, where Catholic moms can find practical tips, advice, and help that will equip them to live more joyfully in their vocations as mothers and wives. This series is called Pray With Me. Here we will explore what it means to dwell moment by moment with God and keep our hearts near Him amidst the busy work of motherhood. Together we're going to learn how to apply contemplative spirituality to the everyday moments of ordinary life. Let's listen in. Happy Friday to you and welcome back to our series, Transforming Prayers for Catholic Moms. We are concluding our closer look at the Litany of Humility as we round out and close our series, uh, Transforming Prayers for Catholic Moms. Before we move to the last section of this prayer, I want to do just a mini review of the last two weeks of our series. In the first week, we were asking Jesus to deliver us from our desires and our pride in wanting to be noticed, heeded, and consulted, or even validated. While we recognize that these desires in and of themselves aren't bad, they can sometimes become really disordered and distract us from our goal of dependence on God. So we asked him to deliver us from these disordered desires and to help balance us out as he uh, works in our hearts. So in that first week, we were laying down our ego. And when I say ego, I'm referring to it as the saints do, that nagging self-talk of uh, self-protection inside all of us that wants us to be seen and heard and validated all the time and tends to posture in order to get that done. So we invited him to strip away this hold that our ego had on us. In the quiet that follows, we find fear underneath that ego. And last week, we surrendered those fears to him. We looked at some of the fears that drive the posturing and self-absorption of ego, and we invited Jesus to take and transform and unite our fears and the sufferings that they often cause or are the result of to his cross and to him. We asked him to deliver us and strip us from the death grip that they have on us. And now we stand before him, choosing to be delivered from fear and ego as we renew our desires again this week and pray this prayer for the third time. We find that here there's space now where ego and fear have been given the eviction order. It's an empty space, but it's not a void. There's a presence here waiting to fill us. That presence is the love of God and the humility of his son. Now and only now, when we've given him our fears and desires, do we have room to desire the right things? Today we're asking Jesus to grant us his desires and to make us like himself. As we have done each week, I'm going to read the litany in its entirety And then we will begin with the last part of this prayer, in which we invite Jesus to grant us the grace to desire what he desires. Let's begin with the full litany. O Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being extolled, Deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being honored, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being praised, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others, 
deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being consulted, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being approved, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being humiliated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being despised, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of suffering rebuke, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being calumniated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being wronged, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being suspected, deliver me, Jesus. That others may be loved more than I, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be esteemed more than I, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be chosen and I set aside. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be praised and I unnoticed. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be preferred to me in everything. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others should become holier than I provided that I may become as holy as I should. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. Here is a really amazing thing about the last half of this prayer. These, these last few prayers act sort of as gatekeepers and guards that protect the work that God is doing in us as we root out our ego and our fears, or as we allow Him to root out our ego and our fears. Here's how they protect us. If you noticed in the first half of the prayer, it's all about wanting to be seen, um, to be recognized and esteemed, validated and loved. Well and good are these things. We were made to want these things. The last prayers acknowledge those desires, but they put them into proper perspective, ordering them in three ways. Number one, they help us to focus on God as the source of our validation and not people. Number two, they help us to focus on our mission to others primarily and not on self. Number three, Jesus knows that it is good for our souls to ask him to help us desire the good of others. Praise and adoration may come from the people we love, and those aren't bad things. But the strength of our desire, the things that interiorly motivate us, should not be to attain these things from other people but to fix our hearts on their needs, trusting God to give us what we need. Let's look at the last part of this prayer more in depth. That others may be loved more than I. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That in the opinion of that others may be esteemed more than I. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That in the opinion of the world, Others may increase and I decrease. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be chosen and I set aside. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be praised and I unnoticed. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be preferred to me in everything. 
Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may become holier than I, provided I become as holy as I should. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. Parts of this prayer give some people some major pause. This section of the prayer sounds almost demeaning to our modern minds, doesn't it? Everything in us says, that's not healthy. But there's another secret phrase here which gives us the right framework. That in the opinion of the world. What this part of the prayer addresses is that we are not to get our validation and our esteem from the world or from other people. We are not to expect other people to be the well from which we fill our emotional cups. We are meant to become what we are, as, J- as John Paul II said, alive and full of the love of God, in communion with others, not for what they can do for us, but for what Jesus can do for them through us. When we stop seeking to be better or more than others or even our, se- our other versions of ourselves, we learn the secret of humility. These types of phrases as found in this prayer are interior mortifications to our interior pride and they are heavy blows to ego. They must be prayed with the will because they are counterintuitive to the way our minds think. It requires supernatural grace to even desire to pray these things as the prayer suggests. And that's where the power lies, my friend. When you are praying for supernatural grace with your will, you are praying like Jesus prayed. And those prayers get answered. That is why we are asking for the grace to desire these things. Because half the time, we don't even want others to get their needs met if there's a chance that ours won't be. We need to sit with the thoughts this deep and powerful prayer brings up. The last half of this prayer calls us to ask for a heart that relies on God for all of our needs, physical, relational, spiritual, and otherwise. Romans 12 says, Do not be conformed to the ways of this world and its thinking, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. A common misunderstanding of this kind of humility is that it debases oneself, but that couldn't be further from the truth. For example, St. Therese of Lisieux took quite a stand against the idea that humility means downplaying the good gifts that God has given us, or our needs. On the contrary, humility chooses to silence fear and ego with God's help so that he can use all of our good qualities and our bad ones for his design. Humility understands that joy, fulfillment, and peace come to us naturally when we're trusting him for our needs. Whether it be our desires for love, the good gifts that God has given us, our fear, or the fruit that he's bearing in us, it all must be ordered along a dependence on him. This is how we were made, our spiritual DNA, the way we were designed to function, our destiny. Jesus lived and modeled this life of intimate union with his Father and service to his beloved, the church. He prayed, and we must pray too, as Mother Teresa says, not for consolations or good feelings, but so as to have the strength to serve. 
My food is to do the will of him who sent me, says our brother, our Lord, and our friend. May that prayer be the prayer of our hearts as well. I'd like to pay special attention to the last line of this section, which says that others may become holier than I, provided I become as holy as I should. This little prayer powerfully safeguards our hearts against the sneaky pride that sometimes crouches around when we really are trying to give God all that he wants, please him and do his will. Sometimes we get really frustrated at our lack of progress and we try to work harder and become more holy. Uh, we pray more, we read more, we do more. And those things aren't necessarily bad, but this prayer reminds us that that this type of striving um, with the goal of becoming more holy in our own power is backwards of the process that God designed. It is not up to us how quickly and how rapidly we advance in the spiritual life. Certainly, with the right dispositions of heart, we can grow very much and even quickly in our intimacy with God. But we must resist the temptation to be discouraged about weak areas or character flaws if God has not yet removed them. There's a beautiful quote, and I can't recall who said it, but it says that we should not be discouraged about those thorns in the flesh, as the Apostle Paul called them, those frustrating interior things that we continue to struggle with as we try to get closer to God. The author of the quote says that if they remain, they remain by the will of God for our sanctification. Humility says to God, you may do with me what you like. I trust that you know my needs and that you will meet them in the way and time that is best for my soul. I give my heart and my soul to you, and I place it in your keeping so that you can meet those needs and provide for me as I depend on you. That's the secret of this prayer, ladies. This prayer places the deepest needs of our hearts squarely in the hands of God, giving Him the job of meeting them. And unlike every other human in your life, He is more than willing and capable at all times of turning your little heart into a place where He dwells a place of rest for himself and of peace for you. So let's break this down into motherhood. I've sort of expanded this prayer a little and I wrote it from the perspective of a mother so that when you pray this prayer from now on, um, it might jog a more personal image for your mind. So here's my version of the litany of humility for my life. Oh Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear us. When our desires to be treated a certain way by those we love become overwhelming, distracting, and disordered, deliver us, Jesus. We place all our fears and desires in your hands and submit our hearts to you. From the desire of being esteemed, for the good and faithful wives and mothers that we are, deliver us, Jesus. From the desire of being perfectly loved by the humans around us, Deliver us, Jesus. From the desire of being extolled by the people around us for how hard we work and all that we are, deliver us, Jesus. From the desire of being honored and helped and respected as we ought to be by the humans around us, deliver us, Jesus. From the desire of being praised by the humans around us for whom for all the ways that we fought to become and who we were meant to be and for the accomplishments that are ours in that spiritual realm. Deliver us, Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others and being number one in someone's heart. 
deliver us, Jesus. Help us to remember that in your heart we are always preferred. We have always been number one. From the desire of being consulted and the frustration that encroaches when we are not, deliver us, Jesus. From the desire of being approved by the people around us, deliver us, Jesus. Help us to come faithfully to you each day to receive your love and approval. From the fear of being humiliated by those we love and called out for our shortcomings, deliver us, Jesus. From the fear of being despised when we fail, deliver us, Jesus. From the fear of suffering rebuke by those we love when we speak our minds or our truths or even when we failed, deliver us, Jesus. From the fear of being calumniated, lied about, gossiped about, deliver us, Jesus. Help us to focus on living in such a way that slander would be difficult to believe, and even if it happens, to not let it affect us. From the fear of being forgotten, deliver us, and help us to remember that you felt all of these fears and know intimately what it is like to feel alone and abandoned. Help us to unite our suffering to you. From the fear of being ridiculed or spoken harshly to, deliver us, Jesus, and give us the gift of your meekness, which is power under restraint, power that doesn't have to prove itself, power that knows what it is and who it is. From the fear of being wronged, deliver us and help us to know that we will be wronged Help us to accept the humanity of others. Help mercy to be our default. From the fear of being suspected, deliver us, Jesus. People will misinterpret our words and actions. They will read their own autobiography into our lives. Help us to bear patiently with that, running to you for comfort. That my family may readily perceive their importance to me and feel loved even in the times that I do not feel loved. Or appreciated. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That my family readily perceives how valuable and precious they are, even in the times that I do not feel esteemed, loved, or precious. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I decrease, even when I feel like I'm doing more work and shouldering more of the burden. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That the plans and preferences of others may be chosen, even when I feel like mine are being overlooked. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be praised and noticed, even when I feel like I am being completely overlooked and unnoticed. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire evenness that others will have their deep emotional needs met, even as I am struggling with feeling that mine are not being met. Oh, sweet Jesus, grant me the grace to desire this. That others may become holier than I, provided that I become as holy as I should, even if that's not where I want to be yet. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it and help me to accept your timing. O oh, precious Lord, help my love to look like your love. Help me to relax and hand all of these desires and fears over to you. Let this day 
be a beginning of a new walk with you. One where I reach out and I ask you to fill me with your grace and satisfy me with your love. This talk concludes our series, Transforming Prayers for Catholic Moms. We have a new series coming as we begin a new month that you won't want to miss on how Mother Teresa taught me how to be a mom. So stay plugged into that. Um, and don't forget to visit the Gathering Mana Facebook page and the Podbean updates for more on that series. We have just begun a brand new course called The Merciful Mama, Authentically Catholic Motherhood and Family Life, and it ties really beautifully into these podcasts. It is such a wonderful course to write and to research, and I'm so happy and thrilled to share with you what I've learned in this course. If you would like to join, you can shoot an email to me at gatheringmanaformoms at gmail.com, or you can find the sign-up link on our Facebook page and in our show notes. God bless you this week, Mama. We'll see you back here soon. And remember, my prayer is for you to find joy today in the little things. And until we meet again, seek him moment by moment, because he is always seeking you.